Here at the Downer Law Firm, we have over 40 years of experience handling personal injury claims such as car accidents, truck accidents, workers' compensation, even wrongful death. So if you're injured, give us a call. We've got you covered. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to episode number two of the 704 High School Highlight. I'm Jeff Taylor, your host for this podcast. It is a part of Bayhackle Sports. And as we talked about week one or episode one, this is all about high school sports from football to baseball, basketball, you name it. We're going to cover it. We're going to have a guest every week from parents, coaches, athletic directors, and players. And today we are joined by Josh Switzer, who is a senior at AK. It's hard for me to say Audrey Kell. It's, so I've always called it AK. All it just, it is it is what it is. And you guys notice the helmets here up front. I have to apologize to him because this is a Providence Panthers helmet. I need to get an AK one. So I apologize for that. If you guys know AK and Providence, uh, pretty big rivals. Yes, sir. Super big rivals. What makes it such a rivalry, you think? Is it because they're so close or you just grew up with these kids? The thing is, is like Providence isn't even the closest school to AK. Providence is actually kind of far from Audrey Kell. But when we grew up, we have J.M. Robinson and Community House are the two big feeders to Audrey Kell. And half the kids from J.M. come to Audrey Kell, half them go to Providence. So a lot of the Providence kids we've played against in seventh grade and all the way through. And then once that started a while back, when they made that split, I've just always grown up being told, hey, Providence is AK's rival, Providence AK. And it just develops as those things do. And it's been amazing because it's not, you know, it's Providence. And, and, and when you talk about Providence AK, it's it's volleyball, baseball, you name it, it's all of it. So it's kind of crazy. It's all the sports. Like, we go there and we chant the records of the sports <laughs> at Whatever it games. is. If we're, we're at basketball, we're chanting what the score of the volleyball game was. Right, right, cool. So let's talk a little bit about your journey. Um, mm -hmm. When did you start playing football? And when did you kind of realize that, hey, this was my sport? Did you play other sports growing up? And then when did you kind of, you know, just focus on football? So I've, I've played football since, I mean, probably – early elementary school, even before then, playing flag football at the YMCA. But then my family was big and like play all sports. So I I played soccer, I swam, I played basketball. Those were my main, like it would be each season I had a different sport. So four seasons, four sports. And I played those all the way up until middle school, most likely. And then I dropped soccer because I decided that one wasn't really for me. I was too physical for the game. <laughs> Push people around on the soccer field. Too many field. yellow cards, right? Yeah, push people around on the soccer field is not the hottest thing. And then I kept up swimming, kept up football, kept playing basketball. In middle school, I picked up track. So my eighth grade year, I was a three-sport athlete at Community House, track, basketball, football. Then I got to high school, realized I wasn't tall enough to play basketball, so we cut it down to football. But then I continued swimming. I swam at Audrey Cal my freshman year. And I would have kept up swimming all four years, but then COVID hit. Right. And then my sophomore year, COVID aligned football and swim in the same season so that's where I decided you know what I was like I like football way more than I like swimming right I'm gonna stick with the game and that's when I put everything into football and then even last year I picked up track and ran track so when we talk about football playing in the younger days I know my son played with you <coughs> with the South Charlotte Patriots I mm -hmm. think is what it was correct yes sir and we talk about Papa Warner let's talk about Papa Warner for a second because I coached it for 10 years and I know it feeds into the middle school and the high schools it seems that Papa Warner really does it right when you think about the not only how they do the scholar stuff, but also with the age and the weight, you have to be a certain amount, you know, uh, weight weight wise and age wise, because they don't want these huge mm -hmm. kids playing. It seems like Pop Warner really does it right. In my opinion, I think Pop Warner is the best way to do it. Now there are other options out there where you could go play an unlimited weight class and all that, but 
for me as someone who didn't develop when I was in fourth grade, right. it was nice because I was still able to compete and still able to learn the game and not just be dominated. And I thought I thought that it's just a great experience for everyone because everyone's able to have a chance. And then, like you said, Pop Warner, Pop Warner does a great job with the scholar and like putting you together. So the boys that I played with on Pop Warner, like including your son, a lot of them went through Audrey Kell. So my my junior year, because it was most of the senior team when I played, uh, we had like ten of us that had all played from when we were in fourth grade to when we were they were seniors. I was a junior, so that was that's definitely they do it really right, bringing you up all together. Right, and the cool part about it too is, like you said, that that growth of being able to grow. I think it makes the high school team stronger because, like you said, you mentioned the camaraderie. You know these kids. You know what their strengths are. Um, but also for me, when I watched Pop Warner, especially around Charlotte, you talk about the coaches, just solid coaching who seem to coach the way the game should be coached, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. How to tackle, how to block. The coaches seem to be really strong in Pop Warner around here. Oh, I 100% agree. I mean, you even see we have Luke Keekley and Greg Olson coaching. Now. Right, like, exactly. What I would have done for their team. Where were, yeah. <laughs> where were we that time? Oh, I mean, I wish I could play for Luke Keekley. That would be dream come true. But, like, my coaches, my Pop Warner coaches, like, particularly Coach Ludwig, I played with right. him for multiple years. Like, they, they're very – they love the game. Because obviously they're not getting paid right. to, to do it. They love the game. They love being out there with the kids. And so having that passion where it's not driven by a eccentric value, but rather like their eccentric love for the game, that just makes it all the better. And that led to some very solid coaching. And then like I was blessed to have my dad hop in and coach because they're welcoming to all. And for me, that was a great bonding for us. And that led all the way through when I played in high school and I was able to now tell him, hey, you remember what we did in Pop Warner? Like, I'm doing something right. similar now, and so that's, that was cool for us. Yeah, I know for myself, because I coached all three of my boys mm-hmm. at Pop Warner, and after playing in middle school, high school, and college, and then officiating, I knew when it came to my kids growing up playing football, I wanted them to learn how to play it right. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like you said, it's just been awesome. And you don't get paid, so kudos to all the Pop Warner coaches out there who take time to do that. Um, it, it's an awesome deal. So let's shift to high school. Um, AK, just talk to me about your journey uh, at AK from freshman to senior year, just uh, what it's been like for you. So Audrey Kell, <coughs> excuse me, no, um, Audrey Kell, so what's actually interesting about Audrey Kell, so my father was the principal, as you know, Correct. since, I mean, it was since I was in, I want to say second grade, so I grew up as a Audrey Kell ball boy, Right. so I used to run across the field, handing the ball to the officials, since I was in second grade, all the way, and I did that till I was in like seventh grade, I would, I would be on the field, I'd have a buddy or two of mine, and we'd, we'd run across and hand the officials the balls. And those buddies actually ended up being our starting quarterback and starting receiver this year. So it was interesting how it worked. But I grew up around Audrey Kell football, and so it was always my like dream to play on Audrey Kell's field. Like I always looked forward to, like, when can I run out of that tunnel? When can I play for real and not just be the ball boy? And so my freshman year, my freshman year, I was on JV, which for me, that was that JV is awesome, but my goal was to run out on a Friday night. And so I continued working. I got pulled up for playoffs that year, which was, which was pretty unreal. Then my sophomore year hit, and COVID hit, so I didn't get my fall season. So I played in the spring. And my sophomore year, I actually I had flipped positions. So I went from middle linebacker to safety. And so I started every single game my sophomore year at safety, and that's the first time I got to play on Andre Gale's field. But it still wasn't the full experience because we had crowds limited to 200 right. people, so right. I wasn't running out to the big student section I dreamed of. But it was still – I was still playing the football game. Football on Friday night. Football on Friday night, and that had been my goal. And so playing safety definitely was a, a new position, but I really enjoyed like just being out there. But I was playing more of like a free safety over the top, so I was very far from the ball. And as you see in high school, passing is not the biggest threat. 
moment right. is a run game. So being a purely pass safety wasn't the most fascinating. So the statistics that you reflect not being involved a lot. And so in the offseason, I went to my coach and I was like, hey, I was like, I want to be near the ball. I was like, I want to be able to like be up in the play. I want to be able to help out the team more than what I'm doing just sitting back there. And so they developed a completely new position. We sat down, completely scrapped the old defense, and built this new defense where I was able to play like a hybrid. Right. Like I was able to be in the box. Very similar to what Jeremy Chen plays for the Panthers. Be in the box, be over top, you're able to be all around. And then my junior year was, let's just say it was a lot of fun. That's where it is. I had the full crowd back, and because it was after COVID, everyone wanted to be there. Right. So I got to run out. And I remember before the first game, I was sitting with the quarterback, who also had been ball boy all the way up. And I was sitting with him, and we were sitting there before running out, and we are like, this really was our dream to play. Right. And so then this year, it definitely was another cool thing just to play again at Audrey Kale where I'd grown up. And, like, my senior night was, was hard for me because, like, I know it was the last time I was going to play on this field, and I'd play Pop Warner on that field. Even. Right. So I'd played on the field since I was in third grade. And so that was definitely a sad thing, but it was a cool experience. And then the biggest thing about AK, though, is we have – my best friends are my teammates. Like – not a lot of schools can say that, and like I've consistently said, like my best friends are my teammates. The guys I hung out with last night were my teammates. The guys I'm probably gonna hang out with tonight are my teammates, <laughs> and it, that's just because we we played in middle school together. Like when I say I was running track, I was running with my with my football teammates. When we right. were playing basketball, half our basketball team were my football teammates. So it's definitely been AK have done a very good job like creating a culture of togetherness. Cool. Let's talk a little bit about. I know when my oldest played. Jack at Providence, um, not even his last home game as a senior, but his last game, I think they lost to, Prov uh, to Butler in the playoffs. And we realized that moment, his high school career had come to an end. Mm -hmm. I know you played in the Queen City Bowl, which we'll get to in a minute and stuff like that. I know you're going to move on, and we'll talk about that too in terms of playing at the next level. Um, remind me again, the playoffs, who did, how did that end? Sorry. Unfortunately, <laughs> man. Sorry. Just coming at me. Um, it finished at Mallard Creek okay. against Mallard Creek. Got it. First round. Uh, that was not a not a fun game to finish. That game ends though, and that's when you kind of realized that the high school football career had come to an end. Mm -hmm. I know with my kid, we kind of just embraced each other, and the tears were flowing and stuff like that. Was that a tough moment when you realized that part had come to an end? Oh man! Now, I won't lie, my senior night was tough, and that was the game before. Right. Because my senior night, I had known we had known we were going to be in a away game, and so I had known like, hey, this is my last game on Audrey Kell. Like I remember. That one, I gave my parents a hug. I was tearing up, but I was like, okay, like, we're still in this. Like, right, we're I'm still, st playing. I'm still playing with right. the same guys. And so I went up, but then I was sitting with like one of my good friends up at the we we we, we prepare up at the baseball stadium. Okay. And I was sitting up there with him because we're captains, so we were cleaning up. And he goes, man, he goes, that's really the last game we played at Orange County. And that's when I was kind of like, oh shoot. But that was nothing like when I lost at Mallet Creek because, right. like I said, these 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 are my best friends. I've played around them for years. Like, a lot of the stuff we do is football related, so. I remember I played the entire game, and in the fourth quarter, I started playing receiver. There you go. <laughs> so in the fourth quarter, I did not leave the field. I was playing every single special team. So if Coach tried to fool you, you weren't going to go. <laughs> oh, well, no. There was no way I was going to leave the field. <laughs> right, but, exactly. But they, 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 had given, they grabbed me, and they are like, going at receiver. And I was like, score. I was like, at least I'm going to finish out doing what I, what I wanted to. But I remember when it blew, I just stood there for a second, and I was like. Took it all in. I was like, it's over. And. I don't, I don't cry a lot, but oh no! <laughs> that night I had some tears flowing, and then I my like we broke it down, and we were breaking it down. Like I got up and just said something to the team, and but I I was choking them words out. Like it was not easy to get out, 
And then we went over, and my father came on the field. And my father's a pretty, you, you, you know oh, yeah. my father, pretty big, strong man. And I saw he was tearing up, and that's when, that's when I lost. Everything it. just kind of. Big embrace. And we, open, have, a, open, we have a photo open of it. Open the floodgates. Oh, yeah, we have what? a photo of it, and you can just see me, like, in tears. And then my mother, too, she gave me a hug, and, like, I lost it. And then the worst part was hearing some of my teammates, like, some of them were, I could hear them sobbing. And I was like, right. man, I was like, it's really over. I remember that. I, I remember for Jack, my oldest, and we do have a picture, and it's a picture mm -hmm. that I just cherish. But you can just—I'm hugging him, tears are flowing, and you can just see what it meant to him. Mm -hmm. So overall, you know, it, it and not only high school football, but we'll, we'll talk it, across the board. College is great, the pros are great, but Josh, it's just something about high school, mm -hmm. and, and 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 especially football, but with basketball and all the sports across the board. High school sports just. Do you know what I'm getting at? It just seems yeah. to take it to another level, and the emotions are just – I've seen it in high school. I mean, the colleges and the pros, but it's just it, – to me, it's just different in high school. And, I mean, I completely agree with that because I was sitting there knowing I was going to the next level to play. Right. Like, I, it wasn't like I was ending football, and, and that was the hard thing. Is it was like I'm ending my high school career with right. these boys. Right. And, I mean, a lot of it is just because in high school, like, football becomes just such a big part of your life. But it's still a game. Like in college and the pros, a lot of times football becomes your life, a business, a right. job. Like, right. but right now, high school, high school football is a game for us. Now, I train every single day. I work extremely hard at it. But at the end of the day, it's still it's 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 just solely fun. Right. Like when I'm out there, like that's my happiness. And like being with those same guys, it's not it's not a job. It's not cutthroat. High right. school football isn't. It, it it's meant to have fun. And like our coaches. They're not – they're very big on, like, teaching us how to be better people. And, like, all those things just are, like, at their peak in high school football. Right. And, like, I mean, you even see it in those senior bowls. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it's high school football at its finest because we're not out there – it's not like we're being paid to be out there. We're out there because we want to be out there and we want to give everything to this game. And that's what makes high school – high school sports in general so great. Right, cool. The Queen City Bowl we mm -hmm. played this past weekend. You were a part of it. 80-plus um, of the best – Mm -hmm. senior high football players in our area. Talk to me a little bit about the experience. First of all, um, not the game itself, but just leading up to it the week of not maybe knowing some kids from other mm -hmm. schools. You knew some, but maybe not all. Um, what was that experience like, getting to know those kids and getting to work out with them? I mean, it's definitely – it's it's very different. I, I, like that first day of practice, I had no idea what to expect, and what happened was nowhere near what I would have expected to happen. Because right. the thing is, is like I've never, I've never put on a helmet – and been next to someone who I haven't played with since we were in seventh grade. That, I mean, that, that was the greatest part about Audrey Kell, is having this camaraderie, this this common like background all playing together. But so definitely stepping on a field and putting on pads with guys that I've never spoken to for a lot of them was a was 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 a nice little little change. Now there were the kids that I played against, like there was a kid from Myers Park who I covered in game. Right. And so I never really met him, but I knew who he was. Right. I kind of knew his style of play. And so those were definitely fun to like be on the same side and like talk to him now as not competitors, but as teammates. And Even with Providence kids? Not with Providence <laughs> kids, no, no. There, there's a, I draw Logan a McLevine. <laughs> uh, no. But yeah, there was, there was a safety, Logan McLevine, who was a safety for Providence, so we're playing the same position. So him and I were always, we were, we were running partners, and it, and it was cool to like... Right. That had always been my rival, but at this time it was my teammate, and it was it was definitely a, a nice change. But then also like some of the kids I played seven on seven with, and seven on seven is not the same as high school football. So even though we'd play seven on seven together, it was also cool to see 
hey, how does this kid play in pads? Right. How do I line up against him in pads? Like, I remember running one-on-ones at 7-on-7. Seven seven. Let's see it now that I can, now you strap now we can hit <laughs> yeah. each other. And strap so, the helmets and shoulder pads. It, it was definitely fun. I mean, for me, I thought it was interesting having to learn a whole new defense. Like, that was something I completely overlooked. It's like, you can't run what we ran in my high school with kids who don't, don't go to my high school. So we picked up a whole new defense. Um, I think the coaches of the Queen City did an amazing job. That's what I was going to ask next. I mean, to, I, I remember talking to Coach Joe Evans of the West team at uh, during one of the breaks when we had him on, uh, you know, during a, during one of the uh, commercial breaks or whatever. We were talking beforehand. I'm like, how do you take all these kids from different schools and teach them a new system in five days? So, yeah, talk about the coaches. So the coaches, I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for the coaches. They, uh, they, they were able to put together schemes and all that that were simple enough for us to pick them up, but complex enough that they're going to actually work. Right. And, I mean, just being able to merge. Like, like the hardest part for me is there's a lot of kids out there. A lot of us, like, like know different things, different terminology. Like, for example, one of our calls was cloud, and cloud was a cover three. My entire life, cloud had been a cover two. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I even, like, caught myself, like, they, they would be saying cloud, and I'd be about to roll into cover two, and then I'd be like, oh, shoot, cover three, cover three. Or, yeah, because it was completely it, it was completely different, and I, I like those coaches. They at the first day they were like, "We're not paid. We're out here for y'all." And when they said that, I was like, "These guys really are out here to make us better." And so on on Wednesday, as you know, it um rained and freezing. <laughs> I know freezing rain, and they had told us they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna be in the gym." The West team didn't even practice. They told my, the East side they said we were gonna be on the gym, so we all come. And then one of the coaches like, "You know what? Let's go out." And I, I was like, okay, I'd rather be out than be in the gym. And instead of doing like a normal practice, it's raining, it's cold, they just let us run scrimmages. Wow. And we just played. And that was like, out of all the days of the Queen City, the rain playing with these guys was by far my favorite because the coaches were into it. Right. We were running around. We were celebrating because it was just playing football. And the coaches did a they, – they played a huge part in that by hyping everything up. They right. would be <laughs> – like, like, I remember I had a pick six one day, and the, the coach comes running off the sideline, and he's the first one to celebrate so with me. I was like, this is what we want. Yep, that's awesome. So the game itself, I went back and watched it uh, this morning. There wasn't a touchdown scored until, I think, six minutes to go in the third mm-hmm. quarter. Talking to Coach Joe Evans again on the sidelines, that's kind of what he expected, though. And in these type of games, even though, like we talked about before the podcast started, you didn't get a lot of action <laughs> because the offenses, it took so long to get going. Is it just easier on the defense in a game like that? I mean, personally, I would think it would be harder on defense. You're in schemes. There's no holes. Like, routes on air is a lot easier than coverage is on air. But this, like, c- tends to be a trend. Like, we were – like, Audrey Kell football, our offense – our coaches had to tell us, like, offenses develop later. And our offense at first, like, in the summer, the defense would win every rep. Like, like it was, like, unfair. But then by the end of the summer, the offense would, would win a ton. So it was, like – this definitely is a trend that is seen among all of all teams. Like it's not an uncommon thing. Now, I, I I could attribute some of that maybe to like cohesiveness, right? Like especially on the O line, like it's hard to get five dudes to block, and that's why we see in the NFL some of these teams who are constantly having interchangeable offensive lines. You see, you see, they don't their offense isn't very good. So I mean, that could be part of it. Another part of it could be the play calls because the the players if they're not familiar with the the route concepts, especially the quarterbacks. If a quarterback doesn't understand a route concept, it's very hard for that quarterback to distribute the ball. These quarterbacks aren't having the time that they normally have to study a playbook and understand their reads. They're being told, hey, here's the play. Right. And you don't, you just don't have time for them to pick up on reads. So I would say it's a lot of that. And, like, like I was telling you, in the first half, I was playing uh, safety and corner. 
never played corner before, but it was a senior bowl, so right. it's a lot of fun. Have and, hey, we, we were having a good time at defensive back, but in the first in the first half, I didn't touch the ground. Right. And I, I told I was telling I was telling you how at halftime the six defensive backs had a combined total of three tackles, and like. We, but we weren't out there for stats. We were out there to play football. Sure, right. And so, like, in the second half, I, I was able to make more plays, and that's what it, – it, it was fun. But, like, my reasoning for being out there was not to make plays, and that was, that was common among the defensive backs when we were talking. We weren't out there to make plays. We were out there to have a good time and play football. Play high school football. Yeah. Absolutely. Play and football it, with people. And if a play comes – have at it. We're gonna make it, and right. then have fun with it. Like we right. prepared a celebration, but we didn't get to we didn't get to use it. And kudos to everybody who put that game on. Um, mm-hmm. It's just become fourth annual one. I know they did some uh, give back to the community on Friday, and so just kudos to everybody involved with that. Um, best of luck as that moves forward. It's awesome. All right, let's now look, talk about the future a little bit. Um, obviously, we got the uh, the Navy gear on there. Well, I have um, to represent. I have to yeah, represent. exactly. Head to the Naval Academy. Um, First of all, thank you for doing that. I mean, there's a hundred ways you could go, um, but to do that, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to you. And I know to get into there, um, the, re- the resume has to be impressive, and I know you've worked hard to get there. Um, what does it mean to be going there? I mean, it, it, it's kind of surreal because the Naval Academy was something I'd always seen, but I never really, I didn't know much about it. And like that, that's, the, that's what I thank football for because it's, it's very hard to find out about a school like, like if you never, if you never, if you didn't know anyone who went there, like it's right. hard to find out about a school. And so when the Naval Academy coaches had asked me to come up for a visit, the moment I went there, I was like, this is the coolest place ever. Right. I was like looking around, but I would have never been up there in the first place had football not taken me there. And so I, I just think it's a great opportunity to serve your country first and foremost. Like, like my father served in the military for 30 years. So I, I've learned about the value in giving back to your country. And then also it's a great opportunity to meet your brothers. And like that was one of like my biggest selling points. Like I've said with Audrey Kell, like one of the best things was is these are my guys. Like like I played with them always. And at the Naval Academy talking with their players, they were very big on like, hey, we are brothers. We are going to stick together. And I mean, you even saw that with the um, – they had a coaching change recently. And they didn't lose anyone to the transfer portal. No, no one, no one left. And so that, that's a huge thing at somewhere like Navy is it doesn't matter who the coaching staff is, the players, the culture there is so strong. A lot of that was due to the past coaching staff. They, they built all that, and I, I have a lot of respect for those coaches. But you didn't see everyone leave because that brotherhood still is there, and that was one of like the biggest things where I was like, I want to be a part of that. How crazy was the recruitment process? Did you talk to a few colleges? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're getting letters in the mail, coaches talking. How crazy is that? So the recruitment process is Twitter. <laughs> it's Twitter. Uh, it, it's Twitter. Yeah, really? Okay. Which is which was weird for me because I didn't know what Twitter was. Like I knew what Twitter was, but like I thought it was just like Instagram where you just post pictures. Right. And a couple years ago, someone's like, "Hey, if you want to get recruited, make a Twitter." I make a Twitter. Every single coach I communicated with had texted me on Twitter first. Really? If it was asking for my address to send mail to, they texted me on Twitter. If it was asking for my phone number so we could call, they texted me, "Hey, what's your phone number on Twitter?" So that was definitely cool. And for me, the recruitment process was long. It was long and it was hard. I mean, it started back in, I want to say it started back in March. Right. Is when, like, I seriously got into it. And I had <clears throat> I had a variety of schools. Like, for example, like, I was texting schools from D2s to Power 5s to the Ivy Leagues and everything in between. Right. Which was, which was awesome for me just to be able to see a variety. Absolutely. And like I said, I got, to, I got to see a lot of different schools. And so my father, he was really good with me. Is he said like, hey, if this is your dream, like 
we're, we're going to look into it. Right. And I told him, I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. And so we visited when schools would call me and say, hey, we'd love to get you on campus. I'd sit down with my father. I'd be like, hey, what, what are we thinking about this school? And we visit them. And so like an example of how my recruitment process went is one day we got up at 4 a.m. We drove to VMI, wow. Virginia Military yep. Institute. And then I did a whole tour there, visit with the coaches, all that. And then we drove to Virginia Tech. Wow. And I did the whole tour, visit with the coaches there. So, I mean, you're seeing two opposite sides of the spectrum in a matter of three hours. And that was definitely a cool thing because I got to see two completely different schools. I mean, I toured, I toured a lot of the Ivy League schools. That was definitely a cool thing. I got to go to the Wake Forest, NC States. Like, I got to go visit those schools and tour those schools and meet with those coaches. But then I also got to go with some of, like, the Patriot League schools. And then all the way down to the academies. And, like, I think the recruitment process is fun if you make it fun. But it's also very challenging. Right. Like it was ups and we we caught a roller coaster ride. I would leave I would leave camps thinking people are gonna give me a full ride, and then nothing would happen. And then right. someone else would rise up and give me a full ride. Like at NC State, for example, I went to their camp. I, I thought I had a. Oh, it also requires a lot of camps. Okay, right. That's uh, what when I'm I say camps. Yes. No, they, I know. Yeah. Camps are the way to get recruited, especially as a defensive back or receiver who sometimes might not get a lot of passing action. You go to camps, and I was leaving NC State. And a school had told me, not NC State, but another school that was at the camp had told me, hey, we're going to offer you on Tuesday. I was like, score. I was like, I'm getting, I'm getting another offer. And Tuesday rolls around, and they're like, hey, actually, we're not ready to pull the trigger yet. And the next thing I know, I was like, down. But then uh, Marshall, Marshall had seen me at State, and then they texted me. They're like, hey, can you come to camp on Sunday? And I was like, yes, I'd love to be there. And then I got up to Marshall on Sunday, and then they offered. And right. so it was, like, it was like I went from thinking I was getting an offer to not getting an offer than getting a different, right. uh, a different, even better offer. Right. And so that was definitely, it was a lot of that. And like, I mean, my parents can attest to that. A lot of times I'd come home and I'd be super excited about something or something. I would come home and I'd be like, man, no coach texting me. But at the end of the day, and what I learned in the fall is like, you have to make it fun for yourself. Right. Like, these are experiences that, no, that not a lot of people get. Like, uh, yeah, I, I got to take visits. I got to go to the Virginia Tech, West Virginia Thursday night football game. Right. And I, on got the some? I, I was on the sideline some. I was standing. I was looking. I was standing on the sideline. I was watching. And I looked next to me. My dad's like, "That's Michael Vick," and so I got to take a picture with Michael Vick. Like it was like, the, these were surreal experiences that, if you take into consideration, no one gets these chances. Right. Make the most of them, and that, that, that's what that's what we really. I learned by the end of it. I wish I would have learned that at the beginning, but that's just how it works. And so I mean, the recruitment process towards the end was my favorite thing. We would go watch games meet with coaches, and it was fun. That's awesome. So shift gears one more time along the, the recruitment process. And this is – I'd love to get your mm-hmm. – Darren Vaught, my guest, on the first episode, we talked about it a little bit, the transfer portal. Ooh. Okay, I, I'm very honest and open about it. I don't like it. And, and, I, and I think I, I've seen kids – AK, I've seen kids at Providence, kids that I coached in Pop Warner, who I think are good enough to play at the next level. But maybe they're not getting that opportunity now because all of a sudden I'm going to take a kid who's, you know, number three in line at Alabama and he's going to come play at App State instead of grabbing a kid from high school. school. Your thoughts on the transfer portal? (laughs) As a high school athlete, I think the transfer portal is the worst thing in the world. As a college athlete next year, I think the transfer portal (laughs) has value. Um, So maybe the greatest thing. Now, I'm going to the Naval Academy. You don't transfer out of the Naval Academy. Right. Like that, that. But. I, from the high school players I've talked to, I know kids who were under-recruited out of high school before the transfer portal, maybe because they weren't big enough or something like that. And so they had to go to an FCS school, which is still a great accomplishment. Like, 
Like that is that is amazing. But then they went to this FCS school, balled out there, and now they're starting for a Power Five school. Right. And so I think that is a great opportunity. And then also I think with schooling, like we're going to college to also be students. If you hate it at a school, even though if the football is adequate, like you might want to go to somewhere where the school is going to be better. And that's where I think the best value of the transportal is, is because like any other student in the country, now college athletes have the ability to change schools. Right. Now, where I don't like the transfer portal is I think it 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 it, it kind of ruins that purity of the game. Agreed. Like, like I Agreed. said, no, I high school, the purest, that, I think the that's purest form at. of the game right. is we want to play, we're going to play. In college now, you're transferring to go sign NIL deals, and you're transferring because it's the new trend. Right. And that that's where I don't I don't like the the transfer portal, but I do I do think there has to be some medium. Because, I mean, I think another cool thing about the transfer portal is, like, I have a buddy of mine who graduated from an Ivy League school. Right. Played four years at the Ivy League. Loved all four years, but it wasn't the biggest football for him. Right. But he got his Ivy League de- degree, and now he's going to transfer, and he has Power 5 offers. So now he's going to get the best of both worlds. He's going to finish out with the best education in the world, but then now he's also going to get a chance to play that Power 5 football he dreamed as a kid. Right. Now, I mean, we're still seeing the trickle-down effect, though, of COVID years. That's I, true, yeah. I saw something of a guy who's playing – he plays for like Baylor or something, and he's he has eight years of eligibility. You can't you can't have eight years of eligibility and still have high school kids coming in. Like that's, right. like, that's not how it works. That's and how it works. especially at some of these power fives that so I was able to receive PWOs at some of the schools because they were only gonna bring in like one school in particular, like one of the power fives. I was really I thought I was gonna get the full ride to. They were gonna bring in like they said they were gonna bring in four safeties, and I was like okay, like we're sitting pretty. Well, two of them came from the transfer portal. Right. So then that only left two high schoolers. Right. And so, like, that number change does affect all the way down. Because then now, hey, I was like, I was thinking I was one of these four, but now I have to be one of two. Which I, I think is still good for competition. But, sure. I mean, that does make it harder for high school kids. And I know a lot of kids, like you said, who aren't going to get the chance to play. Right. You know, I think, and you mentioned the word purity. That's when it comes back to high mm-hmm. school sports. But as much as I say I don't like it, then I do sit there and say, you know, when Deion Sanders moved to Colorado, and he went into that mm-hmm. locker room and told the players, I'm bringing in my crew. Mm-hmm. There's, the, there's the door if you want to walk. Mm-hmm. Well, for them, that's, the transfer portal is a great thing because yeah. they can walk. And, they can walk. And, and the transfer portal is a great thing for the kids from JSU who now can, can go, we were here for De- Right. Yeah, we were here for Deion, and now Deion's gone. Maybe I want to go somewhere else. And I, and I get that, too. Because if you, get, if you get recruited by Shane Beam or Debo Sweeney or something like that, and all of a sudden they leave. They leave. You know, all of a sudden, this is the guy who put mm-hmm. his heart and soul in it, recruiting you and bringing you in. There you go. And you mentioned, too, the NIL deal. Um, you know, it's just uh, – it's. It, 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 I, I agree, you lose the purity. You, you just lose the purity. But um, we'll see what all happens there. Um, so let me finish it up with this. Last question. Um, and, and you know me, and, and we've known each other for a while, be, back from the Pop Warner days and stuff like that. Um, and with this, um, at the end of the day, family and what they've done to get you to this point mm-hmm. and how much you appreciate them and what, it, and what it should mean to everybody. Man, I mean, family, like family has been the absolute baseline. Family and religion, like, because I mean, I won't lie, religion has been like the strong suit. Like, there's a lot of times when you're down and like, I would be sitting there praying right. or like, like there's a lot of times when I was up. And then I'd be, like, sitting there praying. Right. And so religion, I've definitely been, like, my pregame ritual is I sit down with the Bible. And I read the Bible before because it's just something that calms me and gets me ready to play. And then I got to thank my family because my family is the one that introduced me to religion. 
But what it comes down to for a lot of kids is like family makes the huge difference and we have to be more appreciative because I know at times it'd be hard to like say thank you, you know, oh, no. especially when things weren't going good. It's hard to be like, hey, thank you for supporting me, even though this didn't happen. And like, like that's definitely not the easiest thing to do. But as I've progressed, I have seen what my family have given for me. Like my mother, my mother, I come home sometimes or most times to a cooked meal. Right. <laughs> like, I'm, you know, I might be going getting home from not, at 9.30 for my trainings, so my family might have already ate dinner, but at 9.30, there will be a little plate set out for me. Right. And all I have to do is heat it up, and then I eat. Like, like that, that, that's... The, the little things. That's the purest form of support. Since when I didn't have a car, my mom would be the one driving me to football practice right. and dropping me off. Like, it was those things that, like, allowed me to continue working. And then, like I said, my father, we, um, he told me, like, hey, this is your dream. Do you want it? And I, I wanted it, so we went after it. And so I wasn't the greatest passenger. I'm the passenger <laughs> that puts on my put, puts back my pillow, and I slept. Right. And so my father would drive six hours, and I would sleep three of it. And, like, he's not driving for himself. Like, he was driving for me. And, like, that that's definitely a big thing. My, my father would buy plane tickets so I could fly to some of these schools, and him and I would fly together. And, like, I think the best example was is we were flying to Navy for a game, and they opened up a first-class seat, and they offered it to us. And instead of taking it, my father gave it to me. Wow. And then we ended up getting an extra one, and he ended up coming up too. Okay, but, cool. like, but the initial thing was, is like, it showed, like, hey, you before me. Right. And that, that's just that, that's something a lot of kids don't have. And then my sister, and, like, when I was signing the other day, I, I mentioned it. My sister had been my competitor, you know? Right. I have an older sister. So I grew up trying to beat my older sister. Right. And, like, I mean, she played soccer and all that, so we would, we'd be out there. One playing. up and one up and one, one up and who? <laughs> <laughs> who, who can do better? And even in school, we we, I still compare my high school grades with right. my high school grades. I'll be like, hey, what what'd you get back in this class? And that having that competition had been fun. And then as you know, my cousin plays right played in the league. And so my cousin was a record holder at Carolina, and then played in the NFL. He played receiver, which it's, it's whatever. But <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. But he um pretty he, good on pretty good on kick returns. Pretty good on kick returns yeah. too. Which exactly. Which I, I was. Uh, that, let me that, do that. I was like, <laughs> let, me, let me hop in there too. I'll do, I'll but, do it. Um, definitely, he's had a huge impact because they came and lived with us. His family, oh, really? his family lived with me for I, th- I want to say three years every off season of the NFL. Wow. So he would live with me, and then he would train me. That's what I was saying. Would he get some and training? It, in? Oh, it would be every single day. I'd get home because I mean he's in his off season. I'd get home from school. He'd be like, "Let's go, Jay," and we grab our stuff and we go. go. And so definitely just learning. Like I had the opportunity to learn how to how to train, how to prepare your body, what to eat, how not to overdo it, because I have a huge issue with overdoing it. Right. And he'd be like, hey, like, you're okay. Just slow down. Don't do not do too much. And so, like, having that advice, like, I was very blessed with the family that would invest in me, as, as you've known. And right. that, that is probably one of the sole reasons I'm here today. Cool. Josh Schwitzer. Yes, sir. Thanks for your time, man. Of course. Best yes, of luck. Best of luck. We'll follow him as he heads off to the Naval Academy in the fall, correct? Uh, or earlier. No, sir. J- early June. Early mid- June. Mid-June. Early June. Got it. Got it. Well, God's blessings. Best yes, of luck sir. to you. For you people out there, thank you so much for listening. This podcast doesn't grow without you guys following and taking time to listen to us. So thank you for that. Make sure you subscribe, uh, follow, like, leave comments. We'll uh, check those comments out and get back to you. If you got any story ideas, leave those in the comments. And until next time, have a great holiday. Merry Christmas. And we'll see you next time on the 704 High School Highlight.
Here at the Downer Law Firm, we have over 40 years of experience handling personal injury claims such as car accidents, truck accidents, workers' compensation, even wrongful death. So if you're injured, give us a call. We've got you covered.